Welcome back to Sweeping the Country, the podcast you've come to know and love, that is for sure. You know, we do a podcast every week. In fact, we do two a week. One, we talk about news and what's going on in the world. The other, we go back in the vault with my co-host. And today, a very special appearance by an actor that I think you might find kind of funny. I know he's one of my favorites. So without further ado, let's find the guy who's got the key to the vault or the combination. And here he is, the legend himself, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Oh, it's fun to talk to about William James Murray hmm. is his name. He hmm. was born September 21, 1950, Holy and God. he is known for his deadpan delivery, and that is true. He is dry as Salt Lake, and he's <laughs> cerebral. He's funny. He's got a comedic face, and yeah. uh, but he's but he's a smart guy. He is he comes across as the laziest. Oh, stoner man. dude that you've ever met you just reminded but, me of stripes when when you said that yep. in an army uniform he's the last guy you would want in your army you know based on that face and absolutely that that's a fact jack <laughs> yeah. but we've had a lot of encounters over the years there was a movie that was his first effort at being serious was the first one i ever uh, met him and uh i can't even remember the name of it it was it was, it was a serious movie i know we were in canada yeah, uh, to do it. He he try he's tried different stuff. He's had some pretty good luck with serious films too. But yeah. we all love him for being funny. Yes. You know, whether it's Caddyshack or Meatballs or Stripes or Ghostbusters or, or anything, we love him for that. Now in this interview, we were sitting on a park bench and just catching up. You got anything you're uh mad about or teed off about right off that you like to kind of get off your chest that no one's asked? Well, no one's asked me about the National Endowment for the Arts today, Jimmy. You're talking about doing away with that. Well, yeah. I don't know. There's a few things we could do away with before we do away with that, I suppose. Are they going to give you the I Love New York Award for this film, you think? I don't think so. But I live in New York. I, I think only New Yorkers will really appreciate this. They, they, they understand just how horrible it is there, and they, <laughs> they embrace it. Actually, it's getting worse, I think. I'm not sure, but I think it is. I don't know. The cab drivers, no one speaks English in the cabs now. I think that's completely been made against the law. That's true. But there are a lot of third world people who have left poverty and misery and repression to go back to their original land, finding New York to be just too damn hard. Now, what are the vagaries of filming in New York? I read that in the press kit. They said that apparently there are, you had to let a producer check into the vagaries of filming in New York. What does that mean? Vagaries? Yeah. Bob Green, huh? Uh, vagaries? Vague. Well, they're, on the street of New York, there are people who just lie there and beg for money, and they are called vagaries. Mm. And you've got to, everything's got to be cleared through And you them. didn't know that because you were a star, and you don't get out from those areas. Well, so I, they I, get I, producers wallowing the, those things. No, no, I, I read the post. I know what's mm. going on. Uh, they're, they're, the, the vagaries of shooting in New York uh, are there 27 union lines, mm. and you have to have so many donuts per hour. Um, yeah, certain bridges and highways have to be closed, mandatory. President Bush has to come to town at least a couple times while you're shooting to completely paralyze everything. And Gorbachev, if possible. Chunking them both together, that's always fun. Yeah. And uh, there should be a fire station right down the street from wherever you're shooting. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that you were one of the hard. you're like James Brown, you are one of the hardest working men in show business. Thank you, and, uh, I love you for saying that. Why did you want to direct something? That sounds like too much work. Because I wanted to jump by JB. Actually, I knew he was in jail. It was my chance for my for a move to number one. I figured if I directed, co-produced, co-directed. kind of put you over the line with JB, kind of having yeah. me held back a little bit. I figure on work release, he can't be getting that much that done. Much stuff. 
But uh, it was a big move. It was a big mistake. And frankly, the godfather of soul can take that number one position. Yeah, you're not going to go out and try to do the remake of Gone with the Wind or anything, no. right? No, I'm out. I'm out. I've, I've made my bones, and I'm going to quit now. I'm going to retire. Um, wasn't there somebody that had one success and quit? There must have been somebody. Uh, we'll look them up in our research. We'll look them up. Who, who did it and got out? If you were a movie critic, how would you uh, bring this movie on? I mean, what would you say about it? Yeah, I would say this is a movie that uh, nobody heard about two weeks ago. That's uh, uh, it's the Bill Murray. It's a movie. nice. It's a Bill Murray movie, I guess. That sounds creepy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it's Bill Murray's in this movie, and it's a it's a change of pace from the rest of the action summer, I think. And uh, usually, when you hear that, it's a bad movie, folks. It's a change of pace from everything else. It's it's no good at all. Um, but this is actually a funny movie, and uh, and uh, it's uh, it's a treat to watch. It I has think. the smallest. Did amount, you like it? Well, I, I did like it. It here. has the smallest amount of shattered glass of any film that I've seen this summer. And you're not just saying that, are you? I'm not just saying that. It's only one scene of shattered glass, and you did have to do that. Yeah. yeah but every, it's, the, it's the obligatory shattered glass scene that we're seeing. Yeah. So. And you did use all cut. the primary colors, too. Cut. And you used some and more. <laughs> we used the 64 Crayola colors. Mm. What we, we decided to go with a, a mixed maze. You're keeping maze. Yeah, Prince Sienna. We opened with Prince Sienna, we moved to maze. It's, uh, it's the return of the uh, ideology of the American Indian. That's what we're going for. You know, I remember one time, it's been a long time ago, I was a small child. I saw you at the Kentucky Derby running around in a white suit. White suit, some kind of white clothes. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to admit that. Maybe you don't even remember being there. Was it maybe just underwear or something? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was white. Do you ever just get out and Diapers? hang out? Do you, do you expect people? They're going to know you anyway. But do people kind of bother you when you go out by yourself or when you walk down the streets or whatever? Well, Jimmy, there's some jerks out there. No kidding. Turns out, and if well, you're wearing a white suit, you kind of call them. You're not doing suit, that anymore. You're just say, "Hey, Travolta, right here." <laughs> yeah. No, the white suit gets you in a lot of trouble, and that's probably why I stopped wearing it. I don't know why Tom Wolf wears it, but I don't think people mess but with it. But you that. don't remember wearing this white suit at the Kentucky Derby? I don't remember anything about okay, the Derby. I just wanted to make sure. I'm not lying How about do you this. remember anything about I just the saw Derby. you, and I didn't say they anything. You, I just saw you. I said, that's Bill Murray over there. They hand you a drink at the airport, and they hand you, you know, hopefully they get you You were kind of stumbled or... around the stables, actually, is where you were. <laughs> Great. Looking for a date, probably. Who knows? <laughs> But that's where uh, you were. Stumbling around the stables. That's where I saw you, man. Acquiring minds wanted The reports are still filtering in from years back. Right, we're talking about fame. Now, yeah, people bother seen... you when you're walking around, you know, or just kind of in the airport or whatever. They always can say, hey, Dr. Vinkman, or what do they say? Well, there's some goodwill out there. There's some goodwill out there for uh, movie. When people have seen movies and liked them, they, you end up with some goodwill. Mm -hmm. But I, and uh, the kids uh, that's nice. The kids love us. Um, but I don't think, uh, you know, how many people do you know? The percentages don't change. There are so many nice people and so many that are strange. The percentages are pretty much the same. Sometimes uh, because, you know, they laughed at you in a movie, they let you slide. Mm -hmm. Some They will let you... Okay, go ahead. But uh, it's, you know, I like people. They're funny. People are funny. And uh, even the ones that are annoying are amusing to me. So You know, after the fact, often. But, I, you know... When you, know, when you get out there, who knows what's going to happen. And the final question, I mean, do you have a future? Is there a future for you? I mean, what's next? Or is there going to be anything next? Or is there a future rather unclear? I see. I saw Jimmy gets cloudy now. Damn it. Four dollars. I don't have any idea about the future. Um, uh, I'm supposed to work in the fall, but I probably won't. I'm trying to get cooler in the fall. I'm getting a doctor's note. I'm going to get out of it. Um, 
I don't, uh, working is okay, but I really need more vacation time. I want to listen to a lot of records. I'm going to start a record collection. That's Do you like I country decided. music? By the way, I was supposed to ask you that. What's your feeling on country music before we go? I'll get in trouble. Uh, well, there's a couple of people that I really am crazy about. You know, I'm just, I really like Roseanne Cash. I, I, I like her a lot. Um, I like Lyle Lovett. I, I think all the people that won this year at the Grammys are, are really, you know, the new people like Lyle Lovett and and Katie Lang. So you're a closet fan? I like the Amazing Rhythm Aces. That was one of my all-time favorites. A closet? Closet country fan? Country? <laughs> I'm a closet American, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I'm closet country. In New York, they don't have, the country stations are, they're kind of poppy. You know, I like the sort of off-the-ball stuff. I like the older, you know, Bill Monroe. I, there's a place near where I live where there are a lot of sort of acts that, you know, aren't big headliners, but like major kahunas like Bill Monroe or you know Nicolette Larson somebody like that comes in I like I like the older stuff Bob Wills well we'll tell let's tell Mr. Monroe hello you know, for yourself because he's watching this he watches us oh yeah okay well I met Bill but uh, uh, Two Bills. he doesn't remember me Bill bye we're leaving now good to see you goodbye say bye 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 he's just fun to talk to you've got it's like interviewing robin williams kind of in a way though <laughs> yeah except you're robin you were playing ping pong yeah it was like a tennis match with bill you've just got to i don't know you just kind of got to get into the flow of the river you got to get into the groove you got to get into the into the into the lane did he you know let, where he is when you sat there with him did his facial expression match i mean i want to go watch the video now on your youtube channel but did his facial expression match like he does when well, he gets, neither one of us do a lot of smiling and yeah we sometimes look you know we it, it, we have a similar uh, style. We say things, but we don't. Ah, you yeah, know, yeah, we're, sure. We're, we're not one of those great laughers. And Billy Crystal's a little bit that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Martin is for sure that way. Huh, There's a whole school of those people that are just dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're, they're funny. funny. I mean, funny Bill that? Murray. What crazy movies? I mean. The Ghostbusters thing, I mean, he'll go down forever as being yeah, one of the Yeah, that put him on the map, man. But I think even for me, no doubt. Stripes was, and even the cameo, well, cameo, not really, in Caddyshack in 1980. Yeah, the he, Caddyshack, I mean, think of the person who stole the movie. Right. It's Bill, you know, right. trying to whack those groundhogs right. or moles Sit, or remember this whatever the Cinderella hell story comes from nowhere. Yeah. He's going to use a nine iron. I mean, it was just and, this, and, and he's been in some movies that you've never heard of. I mean, All right, go. there was one that he was... Uh, he did that had an elephant as the co-star. You know, people ask me, who are some of your favorite people you talk to? I said, well, I love Robin Williams, I love Sean Connery, and I love Bill Murray. But Bill, I interview these guys every six days for a movie. <laughs> I see you, you know, pretty much like the, like the, uh, the Katie dids that come out every six <laughs> years or something. And now you're in four movies this year. Can Americans stand that? Can they handle it? <laughs> I, well, I don't, I, don't want to be as, I don't want to be around as often as everybody else, but you know, even those bugs that come around every few years, even though they're eating the trees, people are still fascinated by them. I am. Even when they're eating the trees, they go, you know, they only come every few years. We should just enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm not going to work this much all the time, but I'm going to work a little more often, so you probably see more of me. Well, good. Yeah. You just got you got tired of staying around the house watching television cable or what? Well, cable eventually gets to you. It gets to you. It eventually gets you and wears you right down. And you got to go. You got to get out of the house. What's a Bill Murray hobby these days? What do you What do you do? I mean, collect hobby? baseball cards. Do you? Uh, uh, well, a hobby. I actually have a friend that uh, that I collect baseball cards with a little bit. You know, just a little bit. But 
uh, I, I kind of started doing crossword puzzles a little bit just to keep my brain awake, you know. Just doing the New York Times crossword puzzle keeps me. I find I force myself to do something with my brain every few hours if I can. You know, you, know, you did something stupid in this movie. You all, I, uh, you swam with an elephant. Well, that, that was, was that looked really dangerous. Like, was, when I saw that, I said, "Man, that's like having an eighteen-wheeler out there flopping around with." Well, it was an unloaded one, an empty eighteen-wheeler. <laughs> but it was it was almost foolhardy. It was there was danger there, and I worried a lot about it. But uh, I was in pretty good hands. She was. But, she, but you're that she kind of guy. Me. But you're that kind of guy, Mr. Danger. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm sort of a Knievel, I think. That's how I see myself. Uh, it was. Uh, it was pretty much fun to go out there in the lake with the elephant and swim with her. It just actually, she just marched into the lake with me on her, and having to trying to dismount while she was going down really made me nervous. I, it wasn't a very graceful dismount on my part, but I lived. And she hit me in the head, but I, it was okay. I didn't get hurt. I can't believe you didn't mention it as part of your hobby, golf. I mean, you're really good. Oh, well, that is, <clears throat> I don't think of that as a hobby. I think oh. of that as a, as a devotion, you know, some sort of a pledge that I've made, a vow of excellence that I've made. A, you know, I really like golf because it's, uh, it's such a hard game to play. And, and I know that a lot of people think it's like an old fogey thing, but it's, uh, it's really great to just get out and walk. and in a beautiful place for a few hours, and you just go with a couple of your friends, and you get to just relax and chill, empty your head a little bit. Because of you, I gave Sean Connery some exploding golf balls. I oh, always give him a gift, and this last time I gave him exploding golf balls, because I saw what you did at Pebble Beach and thought it was great, and he, he, he was so happy to get them. They are. It's the kind of thing you never think to buy for yourself, but it's a great Christmas gift. You know, tell the folks at home. They always work. They always work. Actually, if, if you're sharp, you can always get away with it. Are you always the fashion plate on the golf course as you were at that particular day? Uh, I was just watching the latest episode of uh, Elsa Clench, and I guess there's a whole upcoming show about me. So I think so. Yeah. You dressed I, like Goober, you know, on the Pebble Beach golf well, course. Well, I, I had those uh, overalls last year. I, that was, uh, was sort of an homage of mine, but um, to this guy on the senior tour, the farmer who plays on the senior tour, and uh, he's sponsored by Dickies. So I just thought, what the hell, I'll go out and play in some overalls. But they, uh, they worked well with the environment. They, they look good on a field of green on the ocean there in Monterey. One of the beautiful people, Bill Murray. Thank you. Good to see, see you again. You know, he's not an Academy Award winner. Someday they might give him something. They've, he has received the Mark Twain Prize for American humor, which is a very, you know, b big deal. And he's gotten the Golden Globe nomination for the roles in Ghostbusters, Rushmore, Hyde Park on the Hudson, St. Vincent, and Olive Kitteridge. Wow, these I have not seen. Oh, St. Vincent. Uh, That's the movie you and I were talking about. Uh, is it? Yeah. He has won oh, a primetime Emmy. He's won two of those. So good. Two primetime so Emmys. Yeah. So, but he's been in a lot of movies that you did. You know, he's the voice of Garfield. Uh, he's been in a what? lot of things. And what? I didn't know He was that. the voice of Garfield the movie, 2004, and its sequel, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> And he was Clive Badger in the Fantastic Mr. Fox and Baloo in the Jungle Book 2016 and Boss in Isle of Dogs 2018. So I he's done no a lot of – he has six children. I didn't know that either. All the same wife uh, or different wives? I don't think wives. I knew that many. Hey, is it uh, same wife or different wives, two wives? Okay. Two wives, one that he was married to for about 15 years, another yeah. he was married to for about uh, 10 or 11 years, but six children along the way. Sometimes you see his brother, Brian Doyle Murray. Mm -hmm. They're actors, and he's just a, I don't know, I like him a lot. 
uh, I've always liked him and I've always, you know, I think been very supportive of whatever he was going to do. And he's one of those that definitely appreciates it. He, he remembers the people that are, you know, that write up bad things about, he's one of those, I think that does, you know, remember stuff like that. Bill, they're saying all kinds of nice things about you. You know, the press is saying nice things. Hollywood is saying nice things. Did you, did the check finally clear? (laughs) It seems like something. I I must've washed some cars in my sleep. I don't know why they're all being so nice. They are being nice, but I've always been nice. Well, well, you're okay. You, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. You, we're cool. Been a Bill Murray fan club member. We're cool. But you did do a good job in this movie. But it's like they haven't seen some of the other things before. You know, Mad Dog and Glory. There've been a bunch of movies that you've been uh, excellent in a dramatic role. Well, this is probably just a. This is a quirky movie. You know, I, I agree with you. I think Mad Dog and Glory was a really fun movie. Also, interesting movie. This one's just quirky, and it comes at a time when uh, there's a sort of maybe there's a little bit sameness, you know, and it has an original feeling that in a in the market where it, it just looks so different and it's it's executed so differently. Well, I know we were in New York together, and you were getting ready to move down to Houston to do this movie. Did you? Uh, why did you say yes to this? Did you just kind of like the script and thought it was quirky and thought you'd be cool? The script is great. You know, I didn't. I never dreamed that. Uh, you know, you're going to get so much notice for it, but you, you know, you just do the ones you like. This script was so precisely written, they knew what they wanted to make. I just felt uh, that I, I felt very comfortable in their hands. You know, I'd never seen Bottle Rocket, their previous uh, film, which many people tell me about all the time, but it's, uh, you know, I, I knew they were going to be good, you know, and they had a great people working with them too. They had a really talented group. It was really an eye-opening experience to realize that people that that uh, could be so talented and work for so much less money than the, a lot of the movies I work on. You know, we're seeing a lot of our favorite people who are funny do serious roles. Robin Williams, of course, and then, and then you, you know, doing this one. Do you find that I, I get the impression for you and Robin, it's really easier for you guys to play a part like this than to try to be, you know, so expected to be funny in every frame. Well, I've always maintained that it's easier to make people cry than to make them laugh. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, not that we were trying to make people cry in this one, but I just think it's easier to play to, you know, that sadness is so much easier to evoke in people because they're closer to it most of the time. That's true. Yeah. They call you, uh, the producer of this movie, by the way, called your acting unsentimental. I've never heard that description before. What does uh, that mean? Well. I, I try always to be unsentimental. I, I, I really do not like sentimentality in any shape or form. Uh, I, like, uh, uh, I like emotion. Emotion is necessary. We need it. We have to have it. But I think sentimental is, uh, is, uh, is uh, it, dra- it drags me down. It makes me, it, I lose uh, interest in whatever it is I'm watching if it becomes sentimental. Um, and as far as acting being unsentimental, I. I don't like when people take a sort of a maudlin approach to it. It's like the fact that they are having an emotion is so, you know, they make so important, you know, that you, you know, you want to take a, you know, you want to blow their brains out, really. You want to just put them to <laughs> what, sleep. What kind of movies do you like? I don't think I've ever asked you that before. I mean, if you're in, your, in a hotel room stuck somewhere, do you watch, like, everything, or do you have something in particular, a kind of movie that you enjoy? Mm, adult movies. Good. No, I, what kind of movies that. do I enjoy in movies? Well. Well, okay, I got, uh, uh, what I like is, yeah, no, um, at home, I, I've got one of those little tiny satellite dishes, and uh, 
the, the greatest uh, network now is this Turner Classic channel. Uh, I think it's 220 on the dial. And it's, uh, they just, they have great movies all the time. And I just go right through that movie. There's a bank of about 20 channels in a row that's just movies. And uh, I like to watch all the, the old movies. They're really great, you know. And if you can get a, like a greatest hits of any country, you know, to watch their movies, that, those are great movies to watch. But I, I think the movies, um, you know, that era, the, the great black and white movies where they were pounding them out, you know, where people made three, four movies a year, Nowadays, we look at that as like a mental illness, you know, to work that much. Would you but, ever see any of those movies and say, I would have fit into that movie, you know, if you had been born 50 years earlier? Well, sure. Yeah, there's some that I, I wish I could have done, and there's some even more so in the in, in generation after that. But the movies where they spoke real rat-a-tat-tat, where they really spoke yeah. quickly, and, the, uh, you know, the characters were... They wore them loosely, you know, in the same way that I was taught to wear a character like a raincoat, something you can take on. It's, it's not a heavy, you know, burden to wear. And, you know, and your, your own self comes from within. Uh, I, I like that kind of stuff where they work, you know. And you see guys like Cooper and Stewart, and they weren't emburdened by the character. There was their own self uh, working, you know. You know, if you get uh, lucky, or I'm not sure the word's lucky because I... I don't know. I won't use the word lucky, but let's say that you get nominated for an Oscar. Is that going to like freak you out going down the red carpet well, on that, that night? <laughs> well, that's a good question. That's the first thing that occurred to me when I started getting all this notice was, gosh, I hope I don't become like a wreck, you know, over this thing. You know, because I never, I always joked about, you know, the Academy recognizing my work and all that kind of stuff. But to think that, uh, you know, I'm going to get nuts over this thing. Uh, you know, I'll hate myself if I do. I really will, because I've always despised people that took it so damn seriously that they became a wreck over it. I don't know if I'm going to have to... imagine Joan Rivers screaming at you, what are you wearing, and you, you'll probably have to wear a Pampers or something that night? Well, if Joan Rivers starts screaming at you, you have to have some sort of backup. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you'll know that's coming in advance this time. Carry a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Joan Rivers should be stopped, but I don't think she should be hit with a baseball bat, do you? Well, threatened. Maybe threatened. After her Golden Globe performance, maybe a threatening thing. Uh, baseball season is just around the corner. Do you have any, uh, any particular high hopes for that this year? Are you going to make any money? Uh, am I going to make any money? Yeah, on your minor league thing. Oh, well, I... Because Garth Brooks is supposed to play baseball, you know, this year. Is he? Yeah, he's supposed to go out with the San Diego minor league team. Oh, well, all right. Well, I like Garth Brooks okay. I, I, well, I don't know if he can play, but that's good. I, anybody that, you know, if it gets him off the road, that's good. That's a good thing. Because the road kills. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta get off the road. Well, were you, were you a proponent? Would you think it was a good thing that Michael Jordan went out for baseball? Would, or would sure. Or would you kind of say he was showboating? You know, baseball is the most fun sport to play. To play I minor agree. league baseball is, you know, it's just, a, it's just it's absolute hoot. You know, you can have more fun. And Michael Jordan had more fun playing minor league baseball than he ever had playing basketball, I think. I mean, it's really a fun life. You know, I'm sure he wished he could have done it a little better. Even to stay in the minor leagues for a few years would have been really fun for him, I know. Well, Garth is a pretty good hitter. He's not so great on his feet running around. I think they may try to play him in maybe right field, but I don't think he can run that fast. Well, if he can really, if he can really hit, you don't have to run that fast. You've only got to run 90, 90 feet at a pop. You know, and with training, he can do that. 
But well, that's what he's supposedly going to do. I'm more concerned about Major League Baseball. I think it really, you know, they may have just priced themselves out of existence, and we may lo end up losing baseball teams because of it. Well, I hope not. Well, good luck to you, Bill. I hope we see you on Oscar night. I mean, that would be a great thing. I'd be personally very happy about that. But regardless, it's a great role, and I'm glad people are finally realizing that you know how to be serious as well as funny. Thanks, Jimmy. And I've, I appreciate the fact that you've been very nice to me over the years. Well, I certainly have. See you later, Bill. All right. See you Bye. later. Bye. You know, he's... He, he, I don't know. I liked him a lot. And we've interviewed, we've started out in 84, I think, talking, you know, and still talking for 20, 30 years wow, later. Fascinating. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. it. But with the coming days and coming weeks, months, we'll definitely play some Billy Crystal because those are good. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's just brilliant and a lot of fun to talk to and, and very much a similar kind of style to Bill Murray you in so many marvelous. ways. You look marvelous. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh. You know, both of them are Saturday Night Live. Oh, great classics! They were, and, they, and, they, and then they got out of that and took it to this whole new level. So I'm excited about yeah. that, uh, and I love uh, you sharing the Bill Murray stuff with us today. And remember, folks, if you want to, if you want to see the interview, you can go to Jimmy Carter's YouTube page. Just go to Ask Jimmy Carter. It's easy to do. You can email Jimmy there. You can email me, Walker Derek, at gmail.com. If there's something you want us to talk about on this show, shoot us an email. Until next time on Sweeping the Country. From the vault, I'm Derek Walker saying good day. Good day.